That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week's fantastic episode of Stephanie Miller's Happy Hour brought to you by, speaking of fantastic episodes, the new show In the Dark. Oh, wait, okay, last night. Yep. <laughs> On the CW. So, you know, she's like promiscuous. She hooks up with people. She drinks sure. a lot. Who, so, you say that Mur- like it's a bad thing. Murphy. Yes. The star of the show. Right. So, she hooked up with a guy last night. Mm-hmm. One night stand. And he called her mommy. <laughs> That's not what you want to hear during a one night stand. This is like my life. That's, okay, Thursday's on the mommy c- issues. Thursday's on the CW. Uh, from executive producer Ben Stiller and the director of The Big Sick comes the highly anticipated series, In the Dark. Yeah, Murphy Mason, right? The show is fun. Drinky, drinky, sleepy, sleepy, aroundy. And and solves mysteries like Jessica Fletcher. Right. But with Columbo's eyes. She's drifting through life without a semblance of direction, which has nothing to do with the fact that she's blind. I I know. Seriously. Right. That's a new twist on the the mystery. Right. She, uh, uh, her judgment may be a little off, right? Yeah. She, uh, uh, she has two friends, only two of them, her ride-or-die roommate Jess and Dice Tyson, a drug-dealing teenager who once saved her life, right? What happens to Tyson? Murder! Wait, wait. He ends up dead. Hold on, then she doesn't have two friends anymore. She only has one right. friend. Well, okay, listen, don't be a stickler. No wonder she's banging these guys. Okay, when the police can't <laughs> seem to be bothered with investigating her friends, murder. Murder? Thank you. Only way Murphy can uh, not fall apart is to figure it out herself. She begins to head down a dark path, asking questions that may ultimately get her into serious trouble. Equal parts comedy, heart, and suspense. It's a, It's got all the feels, man. Catch it now. New series, In the Dark, Thursdays on The CW or anytime on the free CW app. Okay, let's do happy hour. Behind. <laughs> Behind. Yeah. Pull up the bicycle that makes toast, everyone. It's Ed Begley Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy, happy hour, Ed. So happy to be here with you for happy hour. I was, well, I know you're, you're sober, famously. I'm famously not. But we're going to work on that. We're going to work on my carbon footprint. We balance each other out. Listen, we're going to work on my fart. You know what I was just doing in the garage? How nervous was I that Ed Begley Jr. was coming here? <laughs> you thought I was going to judge you in some way. Yes, because your whole point in your environmental message... First of all, I, rug, I wore my Hug Trees t-shirt for you. Very nice. I yes. just now noticed it. That's wonderful. Thank you. I, I did, there's you are your best behavior. Thank you wore yeah. green jewelry and everything. I did. There's a costumer <laughs> for today's show. No, but you, uh, you are so great with the environmental message and for so many years mm-hmm. and about reducing your carbon footprint. And so I was like, oh, shit, I have an F-U- F-S-U-Z and uh, Ed's going to see it. Oh, shit. 
Because I have two giant dogs that I need to get around. If okay. I judge people by their cars or houses, I would have no friends. Exactly, so especially in Los Angeles. I was like, don't let <laughs> them in through you, that you garage. Do so much for the environment, so many don't, things. I love you, whatever you do. Don't please. let them through that garage. Okay, but let me just tell you how I'm helping, Ed, because I know you ride a bike mostly. And what's your utility bills? Ten dollars a month. All right, listen, Ed. Here's my point. I have a. Here's what I'm doing for the environment. Okay, here's what I'm doing for America. I, Travis. I'm a loser. I'm a stay-at-home. I work at home. You never drive I anywhere. I barely leave my house. I never leave my house. I'm a loser. I'm single. I'm childless. My carbon footprint. I have an SUV. Ed Begley Jr. It is a 2006. I just checked it for you. It has 50,539 miles on it. And you got it new. Yes. Yes. In, yes. 2006. It's 2019. I have 50, You're doing 000. better than me, I think. I think if you <laughs> add it all up, I think you're doing better than me. <laughs> What helps from being a loser. I don't get invited anywhere. I don't go anywhere. Unless, unless I have to drive my dog somewhere, that's it. Had a girl. Exactly. I'm proud of myself. Um, wait, and we were friends. I was laughing because I swear to God, you came to a fundraiser one night at my house on the wrong night. And I was in my to pajamas. On, yes, on the way to bed. And I was like, what's the doctor from St. Elsewhere doing at my door? That's weird. <laughs> Just because I don't remember, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. You were cute. It was cute. You were like, oh, is this the wrong, wrong night? I was like, Wrong well, month, maybe. <laughs> unless you want to have a slumber party. Your diary. <laughs> Hi, Ed Begley Jr. Yeah. What, a, what, what, a, what a delight to have you here on the night you're supposed what? to be here. This is exactly. fantastic. Couldn't be better. I'm a big Our, fan, by the way. I'm a, oh, well, excuse me. I'm a big fan of yours. I Listen, we were just, Trav, right? We were watching the new, I, you were so fucking funny <laughs> you're uh, we were just watching we're talking about bless this mess coming to abc yes tuesday mm-hmm. yes we, uh april uh 16th? april 16th yes. correct Nine thirty. abc you're right dax shepherd uh lake um, bell yes um oh my gosh uh pam greer yes, yes. pam greer who i love who i've known love her for Matt. years and anyway you're we were just saying just even in the promo when they throw a they're in the shower and you walk in and they throw a piece of soap soap at your chest your deadpan is like the best in the business. That's because I'm just dead at chest. this point. I died and nobody told me about it. I died in 2014 and nobody told me. That's why it's easy to do deadpan. I'm dead, okay? Soap just hits your chest. What's your next question? <laughs> it just falls and you just stand there. Did that need more than one take or that was just fine? I, I don't remember. I, we actually did two or three of that. They kept laughing. They liked it a lot. <laughs> at Video Village, they were laughing. Super Super straight I live for <laughs> oh my God, Susie Essman! It's like a Green Acres takeoff. Susie Essman plays. Uh, Isn't wow. Susie the best? Yeah, her. I love that she plays the female character's mom. Like and she, mom. The abrasive like, New York mom. She's right. On the phone. Put the cow on the phone. <laughs> Leave my daughter alone. That's a very good Susie Essman, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, well, if I there'd have to be more swearing. Fuck you, Larry! You fucking Jew face. Yeah, ABC's playing promos for it all the time, I so I, it's. I, I think it's going to be a push. I'm very proud yeah. of it. It's very it's nice. Like, it's. I mean, well, they're not, and they're sort of embracing the Green Acres thing. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of yeah. a modern Green Acres. And it comes right on. It comes on right after Blackish, which is a great show. Exactly, that's like one of their biggest comedies right yeah. now. So it that's is. a great lead-in for it you. It really is wonderful. By the way, uh, Lawrence Fishburne sat right in that chair for happy hour, and I just want you to know that I wore a Supergirl shirt. So I am not just a geek when you're here. I'm a geek when everyone's here. And like, which shirt should I put on? I don't want to be late. Oh, I know. I love Lawrence Fishburne. He's fantastic. Isn't he great? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's so uh, cuddly. You think, ooh, it's Morpheus. He's scary. And he's 
He's like giggly and uh, delightful. Anyway, he is delightful. Um, all right, Ed, where do we even start with you? Uh, did you meet um, Dax doing Chips the movie? I met him uh, before that through Kristen Bell, his lovely wife. But we, you're correct; we worked on that movie. I got to know him better there, and then better still, a few social engagements, and now we're working together. I love that yeah. kid; he's so great. Yeah, mm-hmm. so hilarious. I love that. Where's the headline? Wait, where's the headline I was reading? Dax Shepard says bovine Emmy buzz already loud for ABC's Bless This Mess. I'm like, <laughs> you were nominated six years in a row for St. Elsewhere. You're not going to lose to a fucking cow. Talk I about mean, a loser. You, say, you think you're a loser six times. <laughs> and you never won for St. Elsewhere? <laughs> never. Really? <laughs> That's, uh, that wow. is a tragedy. I'm more concerned. You, That's you one of my favorite be, shows of all time. You, it, listen, you, Devin Nunes has got to be the person <laughs> that remains most humiliated by a cow. You cannot lose to a cow. <laughs> Devin Nunes could sue the cows for you. That's yeah. right. It probably will. <laughs> um, all right. So I, it's so funny. Everybody we talk to that's been a, a amazing activist like you have for so long. Are you just? Do you feel like you're increasing your carbon footprint by yelling during the Trump administration? Just constantly, just like fuck. Like how much does that expel? How much carbon did I just? I'm expel? proud of myself for not yelling much. In fact, I don't think I've yelled at all. I'm kind of zen about it all for some reason this is what we're going through right now at this point in the history of our universe and our planet we'll get through it and uh, it's very bad for the environment as we all know but yeah we're going to do what we can and we will rise above this i'm going to reach out to my brothers across the aisle yeah. brothers and sisters we're doing a show about how wonderful people are in middle america mm-hmm. that's yeah. a show about unity and i'm going to be uh, very upbeat yeah in the face well, of disaster yeah, yeah. And I talk about that, that, you know, my 96-year-old Republican Fox News watching Trump voting mom, she's broke her hip. I'm, you know, went back to take care of her. I'm going back again. It, it's like, we're going to have to put this country back together again. Exactly. With people that we love, with friends and family mm-hmm. and people that this, Cause I guess that's kind of divisive to call an orange motherfucker, but has divided this country <laughs> to such right. a degree. I mean, we are exporting hate now. The MAGA hat, we were talking about this all week, is a symbol of hate. And yeah. divisiveness and racism around the world. Not just all my the- green stuff that I espouse, all that I do and practice, all comes from my dad, Republican, a conservative that liked to conserve. You said that. I have that in my FBI background. Absolutely. Check Pardon me. He had lived through the Great Depression. He was a son of Irish immigrants. He, you know, he, we saved every bit yes. of tinfoil and string. My mm-hmm. mom, Recycling. too. My mom has crackers that were there when I was in high school. But my point is, yes, my dad ran with Goldwater. You know, we have that. Sure, the Clean We've Water talked. Act, Clean Air Act all happened under Nixon, Endangered Species Act, Nixon. That's right. That. We've talked about this, that, yes, you had, that's when you say, conservative used to mean conservation. Yeah, let's get them back. Let's get our conservative so, brothers back. Wait, and, and hang on sisters. a second. I was, you jumped ahead to that part in the FBI background <laughs> check. <laughs> Sorry, I'm bouncing <laughs> but, all around. But you said that's where you got your love of outdoors, and you, you, he wanted Yeah, he to be died a within scout. a few days of the first Earth Day, and so mm-hmm. I wanted to do something to honor him. I started riding my bike. I started taking public transportation. I recycled, became a vegetarian, did everything I could to clean up the air in L.A., even bought a 1970 electric car. Bought my first now, electric oh, car wow. in 1970. That one did about 15 miles an hour, I think. It exactly. Had about a 15-mile radius. Top speed, 15 to 20 You're miles like, an oh, hour. If it was Jesus. really flat, you could hit 20. That's, that's <laughs> that guy from St. Elsewhere driving a fucking go-kart. What is... Right? You've, you've been through some... Right? But you had a good sense of humor about yourself. You played yourself on The Simpsons. That's right. And you I said, drove you, a car powered by my own sense of self-satisfaction. Exactly. <laughs> I had a little helmet in my head leading to the motor. To to the- <laughs> a little helmet with wires coming off. 
not powered the car. Stupid car. <laughs> then Homer was like, we're all chained to these trees because we're trying to save the trees, and they're trying to swab them with pepper sprays. Says, Put it in Begley's eyes. He likes it. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not like that? That's, that's awesome. Just, that's why you're powerful, though, as an activist, because you have this, you know, passion, but you also have this sense of humor about you got it. it. That, you got to have a sense of you humor. You know, it doesn't Even feel preachy. Even about what's happening now, you yeah. got to... Yeah. Rise above it with yeah. humor and grace yeah. and See, like reaching you were, across the I, aisle. I went to Catholic school, and it's like I feel like you've absolved me from my SUV by the fact that it is a 2006 with 50,000 miles on my it. my daughter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Two Hail Marys, eat a tofu burger, call me in the morning. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so wait. I Yes, you skipped ahead. You were a typical valley teen in smoggy Van Nuys, right? Correct. And I got it, like Californian GPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you look like a Van Nuys dude. I definitely but, looked. I went to Van Nuys High. That's right. But was that's that where my pop- dad went too? Great school. Yeah. But was that you said? I traced my environmentally friendly life school back to my childhood. Um, and was the air quality was it something you thought of at the time? You're like you had to think about it. Yeah. You couldn't play outside many days before they even banned us from playing outside. Common sense dictated you just you couldn't sit out on the bench outside. It just hurt your lungs so bad. Forget about running. Just to sit and breathe in and breathe out. It just stung. And I'm not an asthmatic. Now, nor was I then, but it just yeah. hurt to breathe. And yeah. so we started doing things to clean up the air. We thought maybe if we put smog control devices on cars and changed the polluting power plants in L.A., yeah. did a few other things, clean fuel buses and what have you, that it might make a difference. It made a big difference. Yeah. We have four times the cars since 1970, millions more people, and we have a fraction of the smog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We still have work to do. There's dirty areas around the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach. There's you know, shipping yards and what have you, and you know, train lines and what have you. There's yeah freeway interchanges where there's a lot of pollution in some communities but it's much overall it's much much better and we got to get it all the way we can't yeah. take it all the way because we've come so far yeah and businesses thrive doing it yeah. people making those catalytic converters and combined cycle gas turbines yeah. green spray jobs booths, green jobs can i i was gonna all right let's jump ahead to aoc because i was saying as i've mentioned i'm a bitter bitter cynical old loser that works in my basement but i you know i am so uh, inspired by you know th- these young women like AOC, like I when I hear her talk, I'm like, yes. Why can't we be bold? Why can't like when every time she, I mean, first of all, she's just so smart and so great on social media and so like snaps back whenever they mock her when they call her a bartender. You know, the president. I mean, what the president of the United States going on this bartender? Like, and she just is not deterred, and no. and, and she makes me believe that we can do big things again. We can, because I will certainly concede that if you work in a coal mine or you work in an oil derrick or a, you know, a refinery, those are jobs and the money goes back in the community. You must concede that because that's just economics. That mm-hmm. happens. But what about the money that you use to make wind turbines and to operate them, to make environmentally sound vehicles, to make solar panels, yeah. to make energy efficient you know, thermostats and energy efficient light bulbs? All those things are jobs, too, to, to modernize all our homes and offices. Those are jobs of dignity. Get people out of the coal mines, retrain them, and get them making wind turbines and solar panels. They yeah. act like that is money that's printed on flash paper, but the minute you, you know, generate it, it disappears. None yeah. of that money supposedly goes back in the community. Au contraire, yeah. more people working in solar now than work in the coal industry. Did you see this on Fox News? I love when this happens. I love when Fox News gets pants live on the air. So they sent one of their douchebags <laughs> into a blue-collar diner in Missouri, uh, and he was surprised to find a man there who ardently backed the Green New Deal. They just thought they'd find other people that you know, would mock it. So they went to the corner cafe, asked a man named Jack about why he wanted to hear 
uh, presidential candidates talk more about climate change. He said it's really important we keep uh, below two degrees Celsius of average warming. Otherwise, the consequences are going to be devastating. How do we pay for it? Asked the Fox douche. It doesn't matter what his name is. Um, how do we the man shot back? How do we pay for World War Two? At the end of the day, with something this important, our economy is going to suffer if we don't pay for it. The Fox News said, Jack, thank you for your time. And then just moved on. Yeah. Like, this did not used to, as you were talking about, our fathers, you know, other Republican presidents, this didn't used to be a partisan issue. Wait, wait, I, I, I mean, I loved AOC going, how is this a coastal elite thing that we all want to breathe clean air? Or we want all our kids to breathe clean air and, and uh, right, have clean water. And not die like kids in Flint. And keep in mind, 200-some-odd billion with a B leaves the country every year with imported oil. Keep that money right here, invested in wind right. turbines, energy efficiency, solar panels. And there's so many rooftops in America that are either flat or south-facing that don't have too many trees in the way. Yeah. There's a tremendous amount of resource there to put solar right where it's the most efficient without losing any transmission line loss. Yeah. Right on the house or the office building where you need it. That's what we need to do, like, starting right now. So you're Ed Bagley at home uh, in, uh, with your $10 a year utility bill. No, 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 no. What the the fuck? best month I had was $10 a oh, month. Oh, $10 a month. Pardon but me. But now, some t- now it's, okay. we got two electric cars charging now, so now it's much more than oh, that. I think it's been about $60 a month. energy hog. <laughs> I know. Hold that thought, Ed. I need to conserve some energy. I think I'll go take a nap on my Casper mattress mid-happy mid hour. The Casper mattress is actually a good thing for Ed because, like, it's temperature control. Right. So he doesn't have to run his heater. He doesn't have to run the air conditioning. Right. It's exactly. Breathable foam. Right? Keeps those electrical bills down. Four layers of pressure-relieving foam. Softer under your shoulders. Firmer under your hips for healthy alignment and extra support for, you know, whatever you got going on in there. I have a feeling Mr. For me, and Mrs. Bagley do that. Stop. Uh, they, they have bed frames, bedding, even a dog bed, right? Fred and Jamie love the Casper dog bed. I love my Casper pillow, my Casper sheets. I have a Casper duvet cover, huh? Travis. Yeah, yeah, I do. They make it just, they make magic to sleep in. Is it soft? Yes. Is it made from so unicorn soft. hair? So soft. Yes, I'm going to guess it is. And you also get free shipping. You get to try it 100 nights in your own home, risk-free. Right? Uh, you're going to love your Casper as much as we do. I've got everybody, pretty much every one of my friends has a Casper, and they all rave about it. You go to Casper.com right now, type in Stephanie, what happens? 100 bucks off. What? Yeah. Uh, Casper.com, type in Stephanie, $100 toward the purchase of select mattresses. Additional fees may apply for Hawaii and Alaska. Terms and conditions apply. And you know what's the best show to watch from your Casper mattress? In the Dark on CW, the new series. I've heard about this show. It's oh, awesome. Right? I know. From, some of this show. From Ben Stiller and from uh, the director of The Big Sick. It's In the Dark, the new CW series. You, you t- well, spoiler alert, but we've already seen the first episode. Tyson's dead. Oh, what? Ah! Okay. She's only got one friend left. Okay, Murphy Mason <laughs> is the star of the show, a promiscuous hard-drinking 20-something, we're already talking my language, drifting through life without a semblance of direction. Uh-huh. Nothing to do with the fact that she is blind. blind. You only have one line, and that uh, one line is... Uh, we'll get to it. Okay. Okay. She only had two friends. Oops, spoiler alert. Jess, her ride-or-die roommate, and Tyson, a drug-dealing teenager who once saved her life, who now has ended up... Murdered! <laughs> Thanks for changing the tense, because I yeah. thought you were just going to say murder, and then that would be <laughs> yeah. grammatically yeah. incorrect. That, right. was la- that was last week's episode. Catch up, people. Yeah. Yep. He's a grammar bug, though, so uh, well, I, knew, I knew he would, yeah. he would just automatically adjust. <laughs> She's got it's, bigger problems it's than what Tyson's I do. murder this week. She's got a guy calling her mommy after she bangs him. That's well, right. Yeah. This is... <laughs> I mean... I feel like they're listeners, right? <laughs> no, they call you mama. 
<laughs> All right. Um, okay. When she's not at work, barely holding down the job she hates, she can be found drinking at her favorite bar and bringing home men in her drunken hot mess of a life. You can really identify with this girl, can't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, but then Tyson turns up murdered. Yeah. Police can't seem to be bothered. She's got to do it herself, right? As we said, she is Jessica Fletcher with two Columbo eyes, which is highly inappropriate of us to say. But funny. Yeah. And the series is fantastic. Uh, she's heads down a dark path, which that also has nothing to do with the fact that she's blind. I know that. I think that's a pun. Right. Yes. She, this may get her into serious trouble. Equal parts comedy, heart and suspense. It's the show with all the feels from a whole new perspective. Check it out. The new series in the dark Thursdays on the CW or anytime on the free CW app. And now back to happy hour. You use primarily your bike in public transportation. But okay, but you're sitting there in your Ed Begley home, your energy efficient Ed Begley home, and you hear Donald Trump uh, saying, windmills cause cancer. Just the sound. Yeah. It does this. What, are, what is Ed Begley Jr. and, and family saying? What, do you, what, what are you feeling when you're... I think somebody that misinformed, I think it's laughable to people on the left and the right both. I, I can't imagine that people take that seriously. I hope they don't. I think there's a very small percentage of people that think that wind turbines create cancer because right. of the sound of them. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't make sense. But just even his whole like, ooh, darling, I want to watch TV. Oh, we can't. The wind's not blowing, darling. Like his little skits, which are... Yeah, he doesn't understand the concept of battery. Is it, are you more right. offended as an improv comedian or as a... Environmentalist. That I'm he's just, just such a uh, offended dumb, by the lack fuck. of thought on some of these matters. I mean, <laughs> wind power is something that I know works. It's been making me money since 1985. I've owned a share of a wind farm since 1985. I know that solar electric works. I've had solar powering my house and charging my car since 1990. Did a mighty wind give you that idea? <laughs> very good. <laughs> wow. Very nice callback. That's very impressive. <laughs> Did you get your vegetarianism from Pineapple Express? I do it all, all of this stuff that I mentioned, I do it not because of an environmentalist. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not, but I do it because of this. Here's my senior pass, my oh. MTA local senior pass. Yeah. It cost me 35 cents to get on a bus to the subway. I do it because I'm cheap, Stephanie, okay? <laughs> I don't care about the environment. I'm just cheap. It makes good economic sense to do this stuff. People the only think I care about the whales and the owls and all this stuff and climate change. No, I'm just cheap. I'm a cheap old bastard. <laughs> okay. Probably the downside's got to be, hey, saying elsewhere, doctor, does this look infected? Just look at this for a second. <laughs> look at that. Uh, um, you, uh, okay. That's impressive. I, you have a tap card with your name and your photo on it. I, you I'm, need uh, to when you're a senior. Okay. You've got to make sure you're not giving it to your grandchild uh -huh. or something. So it's got my thing on it, and it's 35 cents most of the time. Peak, i got to say it's a roaring 75 cents. All right, I'm going to say something hour. coastal elitist now, but the fact that anyone would want to steal someone's card to get on a bus in L.A., <laughs> <laughs> I have a tap card. You're, really? you're, I, I take the subway. You yes. can get one of those good pretty for soon. You. I yes, live within the... walking distance of a red line station, so I take it downtown. What station are you near, if I may? Um, Beverly and, uh, and Vermont. And Vermont, yes. Yeah, it's a good station. Yeah. I stop there often myself. Yeah, exactly. I take it uh, take it downtown to uh, 7th and Fig. Yep, I do too. Yeah, thank get you. Get on for the blue line occasionally. Thank uh -huh. you for tuning into Bus Talk. <laughs> no, Welcome to subway, Bus Talk. Subway Talk, Stephanie. That's right. We have a subway this here. This is another edition of what the fuck? We you have public transportation this, in LA? You can walk to subway from here. Yeah. Oh. The sandwich shop or the... Oh, the actual thing. You, oh, yes, yeah, there's fine, a subway fine. station right down there. Yeah, Hollywood right. Western. That's yes. Right. Uh, Ed Begley Jr., uh, explain a quote to me. I thought it was fascinating. You said the environmental crisis is all a result of rushing. What's that mean? Because you want things real quick. I want it right now. Let me, give it to me right now. Let's uh, 
make nuclear power, we'll uh -huh. make, uh, we'll get fossil fuels, we do it all that way. Take your time, do it properly, build some wind turbines, do things that are okay. more, take okay. a little more time getting batteries set up to store that solar power, that wind power. It just takes a little more time. Don't rush, don't, you know, fly cross country if you have the time, take the Amtrak, it's less yeah. pollution. Yeah. You know, if you have to get from point A to point B in LA, ride a bike, don't be in a rush, take yeah. public transportation. You know, it all works. Mm -hmm. Does it, it bother you at all that, that drivers are such assholes about bicycles? I'm a cyclist. Yeah, sometimes they're a little rude. But yeah. now we've got so many more bike lanes and yeah. bike paths yeah. and what have you. It's okay. a much easier and safer way to ride around L.A. because of all the bike paths and all bike right. lanes. All right. Um, this goes to your cheap bastardness again, this quote. You said, uh, someone call me an environmentalist. I don't know why. I reuse water that falls in my backyard in the winter. I reuse the trash and clippings I produce for mulch. I reuse the rain that falls on my roof. And I reuse the sun that shines on my house for energy. I guess you'd call me a strategic opportunist as much as an environmentalist. <laughs> That's, I can't even remember I said that, but yeah, I don't doubt well, you. Right? It sounds like something yeah, I might have said. It's like they're showing up my house on the night. And were, okay, whatever. <laughs> foggy I in conveniently the forgot memory. that. That's mm -hmm. right. <laughs> so now you have a, wait, do you have a Nissan Leaf now? I do. Okay. I drove it because here. You, you bought your first electric car in 1970. Now that's commitment because you said it was essentially a golf cart with a windshield wiper and a horn. It was a tailored done. They still make electric cars to this day, but when I say car, I'm being quite grand. What did the horn sound like? And then you delete the, the, the battery. Delete would the die. battery. Did anyone take you seriously? <laughs> and then your battery was done. More a slide whistle than a horn. <laughs> to use the power for the horn took too much power away from and it slowed down the vehicle. I Put on the windshield like, wipers hey, and the lights. Coming. No, it got me around LA. It was $950. I bought it from a guy called Dutch in Reseda. Oh, Taylor that guy, yeah. Dash Dunn, D U N N E. They still yeah. make electric cars mm -hmm. to this day, but they're really for a college campus. Right. Uh, office complex or one of those little put around yeah. parts, you know, not they have the internal yeah. combustion variety. This was the electric variety. And uh, I had one and it was licensed for the road. Had a, Cal had wow. a California license plate. Huh. Did like, you know, Jay Leno drive by you just going, yeah, what the hell is that? He has a, you? I know you did his, you did a show, right? About green cars with him. Yeah. Yeah. You got at least hit 20 miles an hour, my friend. He has a much better electric car than I ever had. He has a Baker electric car. That's what Henry Ford's wife preferred to his noisy contraption. Huh? Wow. He has one of those 1910 Bakers that is quite expensive. Mine cost 950. His cost considerably oh more than that. Wait, you're, oh. like, you're like Green Rain Man. You are fascinating. They had electric cars in 1910? Yeah, they sure did. Wow. wow. What? What? I had no idea. You're, yeah, that's you're, like, you're a green nerd. And I just look I love up Baker you. Electric. Okay. 19, yeah. Just Baker Electric. It'll take you to I believe it's 19. Yeah. Huh. I had a bigger crush on you than Jolly Green Giant. Listen, let's move on. Entirely reciprocal. What? Thank you. <laughs> um. You, so you started. You said for my own health, I decided to eat a plant-based diet. You know, Moby lives three houses down. I just ran into him a couple days ago, and I always just avert my eyes because I am not a vegetarian. <laughs> and I, I love Moby. Moby has a great restaurant. A I know. Pine. Little Pine, I know. It's so good. I'm always a little, it's like when I run into Mary Lou Henner, I'm like, oh no, she can smell the cheese in the meat. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a very understanding woman. I don't think she preaches too much to people. I haven't seen her. She, well, she's very, uh, I think she climbed up the side of our Clear Channel building. She's very energetic. She, she is. is. very, very energetic. enthusiastic about her uh, vegan diet. And uh, I, we... She like looked at Chris. She goes, "You eat cheese, don't yes, you?" Yes, she can like, look at you and tell if you've had oh, cheese no. that day. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. 
Yep. Impressive. And she can also remember the exact day and time that she met you before. Yes, and she... that you last had a cheeseburger. <laughs> Jesus. She's okay. amazing. She I is. a movie she is. with her. I love her. Yeah. She is amazing. Well, I know. I love you. You said I've been in movies with Meryl Streep and Jack Nicholson, but when I was on The Simpsons, finally in the eyes of my children, I was a star. <laughs> it's true. You were on The Simpsons. They're now 41 and 40, but they were in their teens at the time. I can't believe you're on The Simpsons. Suddenly they were impressed. I never heard that when I was in these big okay. movies. That's oh. impressive, but I'm old. I just want to see what I picked out of your 40,000 pages Travis sent me. I know he has a voluminous career. How much time do I have? His Wikipedia page is like a novel. Okay. <laughs> your earliest appearance as a guest actor was on Maud. Oh, that's awesome. Walter. Walter. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice PR. The there. green guys, yeah. <laughs> Maud, I mean, that's my stuff. And then also... Room 222. I had the With biggest Karen crush Valentine. on Karen Valentine. Oh, my God. The greatest. Okay. Denise Nichols. Oh. Yeah. Lloyd Haynes. Oh. Michael right. Constantine. Okay. Sean's Moon, like, I don't know, old people. David Jolliffe. I can't believe I'm remembering all, all right. of them. I know, right? Um, okay. You also played the uh, Democratic U.S. Senator from North Dakota on The West Wing. Mm-hmm. Martin Sheen has been here, right? Uh, uh, Richard Schiff has been here in that seat. You guys did. We could get Bradley Whitford I'm, in here too. <laughs> yes, Bradley Whitford's on his way. He's so great. All okay. of them are so good. Um, but you did a whole. You uh, you denounced Donald Trump with an "All the President's Men" live reading. I missed this. I felt so bad uh, here in L.A. Um, with everybody, right? Bradley Whitford, Richard Schiff, Joss Molina, you. Um, I just like I say, I can't imagine. That's why they're saying West Wing is becoming. You know, so big again, you know, as an antidote to the Trump administration on, what is it, uh, Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a I mean, wonderful a whole show. new generation it really holds is. Up exactly. Yeah. 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 It's as pertinent today as it was years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was the, I had the weirdest experience lately. So Adam Schiff did that great, you know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. You know, you might think it's okay. I don't speech. Right. And Martin Sheen wrote me and said, could you get this quote to Adam Schiff on the day of his speech? He said, you know. I, a heart, one heart with courage is a majority, and so I sent it to his people. And Adam Schiff writes me and Martin personally the day of that speech, and just said thank you so much. And I'm, you know, oh I'm God. not dissuaded. I'm fighting the good fight. I'm gonna keep, you know. And I just thought like, well, he's my congressman. Like he's, you know, so I know him, and he's just such a deeply decent, kind, a wonderful guy. Yeah, I mean, patriot, right? Yeah, and a fine legislator. Yes, he's just wonderful. Yeah. But, I, you know, I assume, like, your dad and my dad were patriots. I mean, they're, they're – I just don't know. It doesn't – somebody said this today. It doesn't feel anymore like Republican or Democrat. It feels like good or evil. Are you for caging kids and separating them from their families and drugging them at the border? Are you for – you know, like, how does this – are you for killing the, the, the planet or trying to save it? I mean, it, it's, it's never felt so stark, has it? Yeah, especially on the environment. It just does. You know, it's just unimaginable that people would be doing what they're doing with the environment these days. And so I think we have to move in another direction. We're going to pay the price. Mother Nature baits last. That's last. Mother Nature baits us, too, and certainly bats last. Yeah. So we have to, we have to do something because the consequences are dire already with what's happening with climate change, with the fires and the other problems we're having across yeah. the globe. We're having giant monster snowstorms in April? In the, uh, coming up this week in the in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, uh, okay. 
Um, so you were just asked on Twitter, uh, Ed Begley Jr., with such a little time left, according to the U.N., what would you suggest we do to uh, turn the crisis around? You've been at this a long time. You said if everyone did what they could, we would lessen the damage. Energy-saving bulbs, smart thermostat, weather stripping, gardening, composting, bike and public transit if possible, uh, solar and EVs for those who can afford it. Plant-based diet has a huge impact. So... As you're saying, like, you don't judge people. You're like, you do what you can. Do what you can. Yeah, everybody yeah. can do something. If everybody just did what they could, we would make a big difference. People have been overwhelmed with the scope of the problems for years. Now I think they're overwhelmed with the scope of the solutions. You know, they're like at base camp wanting to make this big climb of Everest, and they don't know what equipment to get. Get something. Get what you can. Talk to somebody who knows. How, go to REI and get somebody who knows what they're doing, who's been up there. Not everybody's going to make it to the top and have a Nissan Leaf and solar panels, but you're going to get part of the way, climb as high as you can, and do what you can. Yeah. And that's what everybody needs to do today. Everybody needs to do what they can. I'm, like my dad, I'm not interested in what you can't do. That's a very interesting list, you know, but what can you do? What, what's the list of things that you can do today? Yeah. Well, not everyone is going to have an electricity-generating bicycle that, uses, that you use to toast bread. Can you Probably not. Explain that. I don't even have it anymore. I oh, gave it okay. to Jackson Brown and Deanna Cohn. Oh, oh wow. Oh, uh, she's using it to power a little lighting fixture that lights up her art. She makes art out of okay. recycled plastics, uh, plastics that yeah. she's found on the beach. Uh, uh, she's uh, part of the pla- Plastic Pollution Coalition, so she's trying yeah. To- if Limited. things get any more dire in Progressive Radio, I, I will. We will put in a bike here, and I will use. I will power the show. You go to spin class all the time. You might as well make yourself right. useful I will here. do spin class and combine my radio show with my spin class. Yes, but I had power. a bike. I had a bicycle, a spare bike, and I got a ball tire for it. I put a generator in the back, put it up on a little stand so the wheel was off the ground. Figured, why waste that energy, right? Right. That's energy. If you got a good generator and you could bike real hard, which I can. You know, power that generator went right into the solar batteries. And You're I used turning that into power. Christopher Lloyd in Back to the Future. I you am, aren't I? That, right? Your hair is getting a little crazier. Like, oh, I know. Marty. This is one of we're going back to the future. Look at this bike. <laughs> um, Garbage makes power now. You and Bill Nye are in a competition to see who can have the lowest carbon footprint. How is that going? At this point, I pulled way ahead because I built a new home. We lived a few blocks, mm-hmm. a few doors away from each other in the same block. And so we both had these 1936 homes that you can only take so far. The mm-hmm. walls are thin, and they're this not past the cold. 1924, my house, yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful house, and Thank you want you. to preserve a house like this, of course. And we preserved those homes for years. But uh, my wife had other plans for me. She wanted more closet space, and she didn't want to share a bathroom with a teenager anymore. So we decided we'd move, and uh, it was Mission Creek. We were going to do a remodel on the existing home that was on site. We wound up going down to a vacant lot, doing it from the ground up, and that was not our plan, but the... The benefit was extraordinary because if you do the kind of 2019 technology and 2016 yeah. technology when we moved in, you can do a tremendous amount. It's a beautiful French Mediterranean home, oh, mm-hmm. but it has uh, nice. all the properties that you need to hit uh, platinum, lead yeah. platinum status. Wow. Wow. Um, Congratulations. I love Thank your, you. can I just say I love your story? Hang on. I did get to this. <laughs> Hollywood couple in recovery. Ed Begley Jr. and Rachel Carson Begley. Um, you met in a 12-step meeting almost 30 years ago? Uh, yes, we did. How do you know this? Huh, you know, FBI you have your ways. You've got paper there. Uh, I can't she was complaining about too much research. <laughs> very impressive. <laughs> but I just, I love that Rachel told Oprah when I met him, let me just say this, he was more extreme. He wouldn't let me get in a car. He wouldn't let me get on a plane. He wouldn't throw anything away. I mean, like furniture from high school. <laughs> There's a certain amount of truth to all of that. So you, you got through <laughs> your annoying her phase. Yeah. 
And then, but now she's obviously your partner in all of this, right? In this whole. Oh, no, it was yeah. bait and switch. Yeah. Not at all. Oh. She's not at all on oh. board. Oh. She was all, that's what she did when we were dating. Honey, I made a tofu loaf and we'll get on the bus and we'll go to the environmental rally. The minute the ring went on, da 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 da, I want a steak and a limo ride. Don't bother waiting up for me. The girls and I are going to Chippendale. We're taking the Hummer to Ruth Chris exactly. Drake House. <laughs> I'm being unfair. She does good, a certain amount of stuff. Good but she's for not him. as wacky. Good as for me. her. Women yeah. are sneaky. Listen, yeah. um, <laughs> but I just loved your story of recovery. You said I was this green guy, this sort of vegetarian alcoholic. <laughs> that would wake up and go to a restaurant where I would have organic this and natural that. And by the way, bring me a couple of Bloody Marys at like 7.30 in the morning. I was this walking dichotomy and contradiction, a healthy alcoholic or so I thought. True story. <laughs> You're like, there's tomato in it. Okay. Exactly. It's there's a-, a stalk of celery. What are you complaining about? <laughs> it's organic. It's a salad. That's right. It's a salad. <laughs> it's essentially a salad. Yeah. It's a tomato salad. <laughs> and I needed to be tranquilized at that point in my life, so it probably all worked in my favor. Yeah. Until it well, didn't. I mean, I we talk about this with almost everyone that's in here because it, I, everybody's whoever has a substance thing, it's gotten worse under Trump because people are just processing all of this stress and horribleness and, and you know, negativity on top of just your normal life stress that we have, right? Yeah, people want to be sedated at this point. Yeah. I can understand why. Yeah. But we have to rise above that. We have to do what we can. There's a lot of activity to do. But even though we have a lot to do, you have to take your quiet time and meditate and get still and have some time where you repair yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, and you go out and fight again for another day. But make sure you have some quiet time. And yeah. you know, don't just do something. Stand there. Yeah. There's plenty to do. And I'm not saying we should just, it's all about inaction. There's plenty of action. But also remember to be still and to be, yeah, centered and to we have just your quiet time. We just had Chelsea Handler on. She talks about how hard she took the Trump, yes. you know, mm-hmm. victory. I love Chelsea. She tr- traded vodka for uh, pot so that she could meditate. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's so too, funny. I was too high strung to meditate. So, but pot helped me. She wrote a book about it. That's right. Great yeah, book. It's coming yeah, I know. I have. Tomorrow. I have been ready. I ordered. Yeah. I just got. It. I did too, and I just got it. They you I got, got it got today. The Mine's probably waiting in my PO box. I'm yeah, get it today. Yeah, yeah. We've had her a couple times, but she's a yeah great writer, but just. You know, talks about how, you know, like you, an activist and passionate, whatever, how really hard this election hit her personally. Yeah, you can't and, get hung up in negativity. You can't yeah. accomplish much. But if you uh, if you have a positive attitude and want to make changes and you invite people from across the aisle to do something that they know is good, too, you're going to do a great deal. And your, your kids are how old now? I've got a 41-year-old daughter, wow. 40-year-old son, gave me two wonderful grandkids. Wow. And then I also have a 19-year-old. Rochelle and I had a child as well, 19 years old. You're a grandpa with a bus pass. I know. That's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I mean, it's funny. I get a little offended sometimes as a childless person when people go like, oh, don't you care about the planet for your children? I'm like, I don't have to have children to care about the planet. Like, you know, I mean, you look at what we're going through right now. All this extreme weather. Like, you don't have to be selfish and only care about, you know, when you're not here to be, to, to go, are you kidding me? How is this not obvious? That we're going through climate change. Yeah, the people in Paradise, California, have suffered already. They're yeah. climate victims, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. We've always had wildfires. That's part of the ecology here in California. I understand that. Yeah. Never so big and never so many. Yeah. That's true. You, Same with hurricanes. I, okay, here's another. Well, because speaking of wanting to survive, I so you I didn't even know this show, Celebrity Close Calls. You were on there. You almost died in 1972 after being stabbed multiple times by while being mugged by a street gang. That, what, that was here? I was here? waiting for a bus. It was at Western and Imperial. Oh, no. Back to the bus now. Now I'm yeah. worried about you. 
But it was broad daylight. I thought it was fine. I was going down to play cards in Gardena. And so I stopped. Uh, I didn't intend to stop. They said, end of the line. I said, no, I'm going down further. They said, you've got to get the Gardena bus system. It was a separate bus system for Gardena then because it's a separate city. Yeah. So I went, okay, Western Imperial. Uh, there was my friend Paul Appleby. We just waited at the bus stop. Suddenly there was like a dozen kids watching, mar- marching towards us with purpose. And I just kind of waited there to see what they wanted to talk about. I should have probably run away, but I didn't. Yeah. But they didn't take any money or anything. They took my jacket and they... Uh, stabbed me and I had a collapsed lung so I was in the uh-huh. hospital for a while. Wow. But um, I survived and uh, I'm more careful when there's large groups of people moving towards me with purpose at this point. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine. Wow. What I mean, what did that do to you psychologically? Did you... Did, I it mean, messes you up for a while but it didn't long last time? long. I didn't want to carry any sort of hate or retribution in my right. heart. I knew that would be bad for me. Wouldn't do anything for them either. Anything positive for them and it wouldn't wouldn't suit me well so i i let it all go i released all of that with love and and uh i'm not afraid to go to any part of the city now i'm just you know i'm just more aware of my surroundings yeah yeah um good god it's so hard it's so hard to talk to you about your acting career because it's just so uh extraordinary i know william daniels was your you know I mean, hero even before uh He was. He St. was Elsewhere, my mentor right? on St. Elsewhere. And yeah. before that, I was a great admirer. You know, Parallax View, um, yeah. Two for the Road, 1776, you know, on stage in the zoo story and what have you. He's a wonderful actor, a graduate. great guy. Graduate. Yeah. Brilliant in the graduate. So I got to be very friendly with Bill. We had six wonderful years together. And his wife, Bonnie Bartland, he and I are all still friends. And so I just love Bill Daniels and Bonnie Bartland. Yeah. What do you make this, how do you feel about this whole uh, college admission scandal becoming, uh, you know, they're making this about Hollywood, but I hate to say this, but isn't Lori Loughlin's husband a big trumper? I, I, didn't I hear that he's on tape, like, yes. talking yeah, about, like, all, all these takers out there, and people that. that don't earn their way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just heartbroken about it, because yeah. Felicity's a dear friend of mine, so yeah. I just want to hear more about all what happened and what yeah. have you. It doesn't look good now well, but i love felicity she's yeah. a good person i've, I've heard that about her and she's just lovely yeah. Lori too i work with Lori laughlin on this show i did yeah. 2002 she was lovely as well so i just hate it, it breaks my heart well you know i mean that's what you know i feel like it's it it's worth a larger conversation because as you know we're all in our camps like you were saying like you try to work bipartisanly but like we get in these camps where it's like oh hollywood look at these the hollywood elites and you thought well you know what all of the Trumps bought their way into school. I mean, give me a break. You know what I mean? It's like all of these families that buy buildings and do whatever. Like, this is not new. And there's something like we have to talk about in terms of the insane pressure that parents and children feel about getting into the right college or, or all of that stuff. And obviously cheating is is uh, repugnant, however it is. But, exactly. you know, for Don Jr. and all these people to be, it's like, give me a break. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are story after story about how Donald Trump got into school, how Don Jr. got into school, how Ivanka got into school. He gave money. Trump gave tons of money. I it mean, should it, all, it should be a fair process for everybody. And exactly. that's where we need to get. And I hope everybody's learned their lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that is a, and it is it's a tough one, right? When it's someone you know and love. And, you know, I, that's what I've heard is they're both lovely people. And so it, it's sort of uh, but I just feel like there's a hypocrisy to go like, oh, it's only these Hollywood elites. And you're like, you know. No, I mean, th- this is a thing that's sort of like, a, it's not even a secret, right? A dirty little secret that, you know, you get in if your dad went or you gave money or you give a building. Right. or yeah. that's been happening for years. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think it's a don't you as a father, don't you feel like it's a disservice to the kids? I mean, you should get into the college that you can get as my into. My grown kids and my yeah. 19-year-old will tell you that didn't happen at all quite the <laughs> it's like you're on your own kid. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter went to Valley College, my grown kids went to community colleges, some state colleges, you know, they have student loans, they owe some money, all of them do. Yeah. So uh and I'll help them with that debt if the show gets picked up, I'll help them beat that debt down. Yeah. But I mean they really did it themselves all of them. So I'm yeah. very proud of all Come of on, cheap bus grandpa. Get some I know. scratch some cash man. together. I told you I from warned your $10 you. 10 dollar a month friggin' electricity bill. Jesus. Yeah. Man. It's up to 60 now because he's right. the two cars. Cuz he's an cars. energy yeah. hog now. <laughs> Sometimes and the wife wanted more solar heat, so I had to put a pump to pump it up to the solar panels up on the roof. On the back of the photovoltaic, I'm heating the water for the pool. Talk about a quality Hollywood problem. I'm heating the water for my pool because <laughs> it's too cold for my wife. But uh, that's added another $30 a month, so some months it's even $100 when the pool's That's kind of weird coastal elitist mixed with environmental activism. Exactly. <laughs> I just wanted full disclosure here. Yes. <laughs> no gotcha moments. I hear you. Um, just quickly before you go, the, so... I just because I'm a fan. I mean, it, people are fans of so many different things you do. But a mighty wind when you work in that whole genre, right? Of stuff that is just so brilliant and funny and improv with all of those same sort of brilliant people. What is that like? Because I'd forgotten you did stand up and you've done. Because you know, people think of you as this Emmy-nominated actor from St. Elsewhere. But I mean, you're just so you're just so funny, and it's even in this clip of the new show, right? Plus this mess on ABC. It, I, so what is that like? Do you, do, how much of it, I, I guess people ask you this all the time, is scripted? How much do you have a hard time not breaking each other up? Like, wh- what was that experience like? Just heaven on earth to do those movies with that great gang. The first one, of course, was Final Tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Rob Reiner directing with Chris Guest and Michael McKean and Harry Shearer and all of them. Yeah. And then uh, Chris went off on his own and started doing Waiting for Guffman, which oh. I was not in, but it's still my favorite of all those yeah. movies. And then we did... Uh, Best in Show, a great movie. That's about my favorite of those yeah. movies. <laughs> I love that one, too. We yeah. just had a reunion with it. Nearly everybody was there up in San Francisco. Oh. Yeah. It was just a sketch fest, had all of us up there, and it was just so great to see all the cast members together on one stage. And uh, that's a truly fine movie, in my opinion. Yeah. And Ma- Mighty Win, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To work with people like that. And it was a challenge to be across the desk from Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, Michael Higgins and Michael <laughs> McKean. And to not crack up, you know, they're doing all that they're doing. And I'm supposed to be the desk clerk and just stare at them yeah. with that yes. deadpan. And I always me, wonder how hard it is for you guys. It's so must, hard. You know, yeah. I can't do it anymore. I'm telling you, when this David Keckner, the son of a bitch, David Keckner on Best in Show starts going with uh, Lennon Parham. And then, you know, and Dak <laughs> Shepard and Lake Bell start up. I just sometimes I just got to turn away from camera and pretend I'm in character. I'm just a wreck. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. They're so goddamn funny. These, these guys know I wouldn't speak if I didn't. I couldn't speak in Rob Reiner film. But yeah, this is like the Trump administration. It's turned up to eleven all the time. It's always 11, at eleven. You're right. There's 11. no other. Yeah, um, yeah. It is. And and I feel like uh, uh, yeah, Lindsey Graham is pantsuit guy in Best in Show, right? Or in Waiting for Guffman. Pardon me. I feel like if he had a wife, he would buy her pantsuits. <laughs> What am I saying? I don't know. I don't know. Um, right, the new show, ABC, Bless This Mess, it's like an homage almost to Green Acres, right? I, I don't know sort that of. they're saying that, but uh, yeah. it certainly conjures up that show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. With the New York couple that moved to the country and they don't know what they're doing. New York is where they'd rather stay is my point. <laughs> exactly. She gets I'll allergic smelling hay. I'll Buttram for seven years in a row. Exactly. <laughs> Ed Bakley Jr., get back on your electric bike.
or whatever that is out <laughs> it's there. A Nissan Leaf. Oh, Nissan fine. Leaf. Okay, yes. that too. There you okay. go. I've slowed down a little bit. I've gotten a little older. I don't bike the way I used to. <laughs> you remain a delight, sir. Uh, you thank too. you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you, Steph. Thank yeah. you for doing this. Ed Bagley Jr., everybody. Yeah. Happy, happy, a happy green happy hour. That's right. Hug trees, everybody. Yeah, Earth Day's coming up, too. That's right. <laughs>